Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast brought to you by our patrons, patreon.com slash nexus at night. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Rootbeer. And I'm Commander Jaime. Welcome back to the show, Commander Jaime. Thanks for the invite, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, victorious uh, second place champion of the premium format of uh, Springfest 2021. That's true. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. It was a fun day. <laughs> a fun day at home in your pajamas, because that's what I did. I was in shorts, because my room did get hot after a while. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, because, like, so uh, you did a video o- about your experience on your channel, which linked in the description, but, um, mm-hmm. uh, so you had, like, a full-on setup there. You had, like, a ring light and your camera, and, uh, looked like a movie studio in there. Yeah, pretty much the stuff that I use for my YouTube videos, I was like, huh, maybe I could use it for, like, remote fight, and it turned out to be really good quality, the camera that I just bought, so, you know, it's sometimes a challenge to see other people's cards when their cameras aren't that great, yeah, so I didn't want to be that person, and so I invested into a camera that was decent, at least. Mm-hmm. That wasn't my phone. <laughs> right. There right. was some of the Swiss matches in premium where I was like, I can't even tell what the cards are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was the same in standard too. Like you would be like, okay, what is that one? They're like, this is uh, this is dark strange writing. You're like, I'm just gonna believe you. I hope that that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, you just have to. Sometimes you just have to. Yeah. Yeah, like sometimes my opponent will intercept with the car. Like, wait, that's a great two. And they're like, yeah, and then they hold it up to the camera. I'm like, okay, all right, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I remember the first game when, like, the person checked the crit. I'm like, you know, I will take your word for it. <laughs> Wait, what if that was like a deliberate form of cheating? Like, because when the when the judges would pop in to check on you, they would only see if your cards were on the field. They didn't really care about camera quality. They were just like, okay. no, they did care about camera quality. I saw a few people getting dinged for that, but it would have to be like excessively bad uh, for them okay. to actually yeah, say not. anything. Yeah. So. Uh... To those listening to this in the future, or those who don't know, uh, Spring Fest this year, due to COVID, was uh, all done in, in remote fight over Discord. Um, so people were, like, I played people in Malaysia, in the Philippines, yeah. in the Netherlands. It, it was crazy, just being matched up with people all over the world. Yeah. Though, to be fair, we were also signed up for the Asia Ocean- Oceanica tournament because... Yeah. I played against two Americans, too, so it, yeah. it's not like we were no, the only ones with that. Like, idea. people from all over were signing up for everything, just noting that we were playing in the Asia region because, at least when I was looking at the forums, I just clicked on the wrong one, and by the time <laughs> I thought to sign up for the actual NA tournament, it was like a minute before the deadline, so there wow. was no way I was getting in even on the wait list. Oh, the 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 North America one like interfered with stuff I had to do in my real life, so I was like, oh okay. Um, yeah, the Vmium one got super full. Which one? The the Vmium. Oh, the premium one. Yeah. No, uh, V premium. Oh, V premium. Yeah. The premium one. Vmium. Vmium. Oh, I thought he was saying Mimium, like uh, no. Memes. Okay, that's also applicable. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Prismium. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could have contributed to that, but I just really don't feel like playing V right now. Me neither. Play the broken deck. I'm oh. I'm over it. I, I'm literally only keeping one deck for V premium, and it's great nature because duh. And uh, I have Pachis and Spikes, both bad but both fun. 
<laughs> I mean, you have Angerblader. What are you complaining about? Well, no, I, I have Gaia if I played. I have the best uh, plan, Bermuda Triangle. Oh, that works the out. Ga the Gaia deck is so fun. Yeah. So, to, to clarify, there, there's going to be no details about V Premium because none of us uh, bothered to do anything, right? That's yeah. correct. Right. I decided that I wanted to sleep and or watch League of Legends instead. Smart, smart. Yeah. I wanted to sleep and I could not be bothered to, like, unsleeve my, pri my prism deck that's built for premium and re-sleeve it for V premium. Makes sense. Um, I wanted to sleep slash I had to sleep because of my medical condition, where if I don't get enough sleep, my brain hits all the switches at once. And, uh, yeah, that's what seizures are, so... Oh, good stuff. Very cool. Yep. Um, so, just like in general, where it was done over Discord, how was the speed of getting the rounds done compared to doing it in real life? Do you think? For me specifically, or are we going round robin, or? Uh, yeah, round robin. Start it off. Okay. So yeah. for me, since I did premium, I felt like the North American one would take forever. Because there will be a couple of tables that would actually go into overtime, mm -hmm. and then still take a couple minutes more to like wrap up those games, though. So generally, around lasted almost forty-five minutes to fifty minutes, mm -hmm. where it's supposed to be like thirty-five mm -hmm. or thirty or something like that, with an addition of ten minutes of overtime. Um, the reason that I say that they, they were pretty long is because with my games, since I played an aggro version of Fenrir, I'll pretty much be done in 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> so I pretty much be chilling the half of the round and that's where I would like get out of the room, get a break, you know, eat something like snack or talk to somebody like my wife or anything like that. And then finally just check the parents. I'm like, oh, they're still going. <laughs> I guess just chill for a little bit, you know, making sure that, you know, I don't want to miss out the next round and just, you know, lose because of it. Mm -hmm. But overall, it seemed to take a lot longer than they should for me. Okay. And then top eight was even longer, too. Uh, I know that once they said top eight was going to start, we we waited another twenty twenty five minutes though. <laughs> <laughs> For I don't even know why. Maybe it's like Twitch, the Twitch stream or something. I'm not sure. That's what I'm assuming. Four commentators. <laughs> yeah, or, or somebody in top eight was not ready and they were holding up everybody else. So yeah. I'm not sure. God. Didn't they say the Twitch stream was on like a delay so it was to prevent cheating? Where ten minutes. Ten, minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I don't know. Uh, root beer, how'd it go for you? Uh, I mean, you were in there too, so you know that the first round was ridiculously long because mm -hmm. they had to take care of like technical issues and stuff like that. So I think that round was like an hour and a half. Yeah. And then after that, it started going more smoothly. Like rounds were generally around forty minutes. Yeah. And I think it's just because I was standard works where like there's not a lot of uh, yeah. as much thinking, oh. right? Yeah, there's not as much going on, so I know personally my matches all finish within like 15, 20 minutes. Me too. Um, and honestly, like, I have no idea what is going on with the people who went the full round time, like... Orphist. It... They were playing Orphist. <laughs> but Orphist is not a complicated deck. It's not that, like... it's just it grinds for a long time, right? Well, I, I, I don't know. Vanguard players, I think... And like, I do. Do you all remember when I ran? I ran best of three events, and people would play Angel Feather. Yes. <laughs> and they could not finish like a game in fifty minutes. Yes. It, it's that problem, right? Yeah. Like, I think Vanguard players are just like 
not used to playing quickly. That could be true. Yeah. Well, because I, I know, at least for me, uh, I quit Yu-Gi-Oh! because it was too fast, too complicated. And Vandor was uh, simpler and a little slower. So maybe it's like an extreme version of that where they're like, I want it slow and I'm going to make it slow. Whether <laughs> No matter what like I do. Maximum 10 turns, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you should be able to finish a game of Vanguard within 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I mean, all things considered, doing the the rounds in real life takes longer, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, it depends on the size of the event. Yeah. yeah. So, I think for small events, you can actually, the turnaround's much, much, much faster. Yeah. Uh, for an event like this, I think, actually, I, mm, I think the, it would depend if the technical difficulties were, like, pairing-related, or if the technical difficulties were simply stream-related. Yeah. Obviously, if they're stream-related, real life would have gone faster. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. being pairing-related, it would have been the same. <laughs> but, uh... I do think it's kind of a bit more of a hassle getting people paired online more so than real life. Yeah. Why Why is I, that? Because you can't just tell them to go to a table, right? Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, do you go to this Discord channel or whatever? Well, they have yeah. the tables numbered, and then you would just go to the website and look up your number. And and especially... Yeah, even that process confused a lot of people, us included. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it was like that at the first round but after that it was easier like mm-hmm. you said mm-hmm. um and especially because i would just go all right here are the new pairings i would go control f type in atlas whoop there it is there's me i mean data yeah yeah and also like mandatory 10 minutes for check-in because they got to make sure people get there so yeah there were several cases where i both of us would be in the room right away and then we'd just sit around for like five minutes because we're still waiting for everyone to get checked in and started. Yep. Yeah. I had and, that experience too. Yeah. It would just be a thing where you, you're like, okay, we're ready. And they're like, no, we got to wait for the judge to show up. Yeah. The judge would show up and be like, five more minutes, guys. And then pop away. You're like, can't we just go? Like, we're here. But, yeah. Um, but the bonus to being online is you don't need to do the simultaneous stand-up stand-up Vanguard. Oh thing. God, yes. <laughs> I forgot half the time to do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I would, because we could also just see each other's deck list. So we already went into it like, oh, you're playing Hexa Orb. All right, cool. What a bizarre decision. So I like to chime in about that. Like, I don't understand why we're able to see each other's deck lists <laughs> in the tournament. <laughs> like, I, I don't guess... mind. I don't mind it for top eight, and that's mostly because like then it's right. kind of like an information network to like figure out what your opponent's playing, and it just right. skips that basically. But like in Swiss, it makes no sense to me. Right. That, that's I what think I'm it's saying. because it's online and to prevent cheating. Because if someone decides they want to slide in cards they didn't put on their registered list, <laughs> nothing's really stopping them. I mean, the biggest thing I saw over the weekend, or over the last weekend, I guess, was uh, some Weiss player not juggling properly. They were literally like, pile shuffle, no no additional shuffling and present. Not even the one, two, three thing? It's just nothing. And I'm just like, wow, or no, they do the one, two, three thing, but that's still not sufficient randomization. Pile oh. shuffling is not shuffling. That's really another form of pile shuffling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so like, That's true. I about that. yeah. So pile shuffling is actually uh, used in a very old sheet called the double nickel, where basically you pile shuffle and like piles of five twice. And since it doesn't sufficiently randomize your deck, your deck will always be in like a certain order. 
Oh, I've heard of that before. It's like my so, Spotify playlist. <laughs> so, so I, I, I kind of think like as a card game, well, as card game players in general, pile shuffling, I, I would like to be kind of viewed, uh, you know, as like a whole as kind of like sketchy on its own. Uh, I at least wanted to have kind of that connotation and it just does not and will not apparently <laughs> because I think like people get away with a lot and it's also a good way to for players to waste time so yeah. I played a lot of when I in match the gathering when I would play like I would play a lot I played a lot of control decks because I like playing control decks a lot I enjoy control mirrors even uh, because I think they're very uh, I enjoy uh, resource based uh low win condition games <laughs> that might explain his uh, love of the equip gauge i'm kidding uh, and then uh but like when so when you go into game three and you have like 12 minutes on the clock yeah and your opponent starts pile shuffling i am livid yeah because that's wasting a minute of time yeah mm-hmm. i never had an opponent pile shuffle like they would just do the what's that called like shotgun shuffling where they just you know, shove the piles together and then just, you, you just need yeah. a riffle. You just need a riffle. That's riffle it. shuffle. That's what I was thinking of. Shotgun yeah, just, shuffling just... is where you go, or it's the two things like, like usually what you do with like uh, poker cards. Like that. yeah, riffling is fast, efficient, yeah. does the job. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and, then... people, and, and, and when my favorite thing is when people defend like or like some I've seen this happen several times. Like I've had conversations with people in like various Discord servers. Not gonna name any servers, but basically, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, we, we like pile shuffling is like basically cheating, or like is like, and then they'd be like, but I like if they won't say it as as like directly, but it'll be, their argument will basically turn into, but I draw better when I pile shuffle. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> blink, 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 blink. Yeah. <laughs> So for me, like I riffle shuffle about five, seven times. Usually seven times is the best number. I, I actually had an opponent once even he riffle shuffled seven times too. So it I honestly like riffle shuffling because the randomization is actually really good. So you get a mix of everything whenever you do, you know, drawing or drive checks and damage checks. Like I see it more like actually like randomization instead of like, oh, I got three heels stacked together because of a damage deck or something or a drawing or something, you know, something crazy like that where other shuffling isn't enough because sometimes, you know, in the, in the prior game, you use certain cards and sometimes they pile you up together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you guard with, you guard with triggers. So your, tr- your drop zone has like 10 triggers in it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> just like, yeah, just riffle like five to seven times, let your opponent cut if they want to, and then like move on. I just ripple like... till I'm done thinking about whatever I'm thinking about. <laughs> do, do you do it just kind of as like a you know idle hands thing, like just well, or that uh, that outside of games? Yeah, uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, like because in Magic you shuffle a lot. Yeah, especially in like mo- back when I used to play Modern because you had a fetch land all the time. Mm-hmm. So like you just kind of like shuffle and then like I pretty much have already had my next play decided by the time right. I'm done. Or like we'll probably have my next play decided at the end of my opponent's turn, honestly. Yeah. Because uh, I do all my, I try to do all my thinking on my opponent's turn. Yeah. yeah. Or like. Yeah. One of. Oh, go ahead, Alice. You it, first. It, it would be like one of those things where if you go into your deck for something, you're about to shuffle, and you're like, "I'm about to go into it again. Are you okay? Like, just I'm gonna do oh, this yeah, next. Yeah. We, yeah. Oh yeah. And that's fine with me as long yeah, as people yeah. are like I'm going back in there like 
three or four times. I'm like, oh, okay, you go yeah. ahead. <laughs> imagine Yu-Gi-Oh players shuffling between every actual like action, real oh, action. Gosh, yeah. yeah. What were you gonna say, Jaime? Uh, for me, one of the things that you know I I was observing is like making sure people shuffle one correctly too, but also properly. Like one of the things in I think it was in my finals. I asked my opponent if he can shuffle the riffle shuffle more at an angle because he was doing it almost like he could ninety see. degrees, where mm-hmm. he can see the cards or something. I'm like, hey, just do it at an angle, please. You yeah. Know? And then, and I'm not accusing him of cheating or anything, but it's just like, he's like, hey, can you do that for me? And he's like, absolutely. I'm like, okay, thank you. You know. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes we have like those bad habits, and it's kind of like yeah hard to be aware of it. But it's just like, hey, let's just make sure mm-hmm. things are all good. That's all. Yeah, no, I was trying to be conscious of that when I was shuffling, like, oh, wait, I can kind of see my cards right now. Right. And then I think this is a good transition point, too, onto part of the experience. Is like, for me, like, you're supposed to have your cards from your hand, too, yeah. at all yeah. times. That was so that hard was to maintain. Yes, that was challenging. And yep. I was patient with people, and, <clears throat> and also, um, unconsciously, sometimes that I would, like, lean back, right, just to rest my back or something. And then it's like, oh, shoot, my hands need to make sure I have my cards in the camera still. Or I just leave the cards on the mat itself, you yeah. know, and then I can lean back. Mm-hmm. But then I notice at the, like, like round seven, I was facing Derek, and we're both undefeated at the point. And Derek, he put his cards on his um, his playmat, so it was in view. That was correct. Yeah. And then he leaned back or something, and so the point is his hands were no longer in view. One of the judges actually pointed it out, like, hey, can you also put your hands on view, too? And she's like, but I thought we just needed our cards in view. He's like, well, to make sure that no cheating happens at all, we would like to also see the hands, too, on, on view. Like, oh, oh, okay, sure, you know, and it just got stricter. Oh, is that um, what they meant by hands? I thought they meant... <laughs> yeah, I thought you meant, like, just put your, your like, card, ha- like, you put the cards you're holding in your hand on the table. Like, that was... Yeah, that's what he did, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, so that's what I, I interpreted it as too. Hands. Yeah, uh-huh. which uh-huh. makes sense. Like, who knows what you could be doing like off screen oh, while your hands are away? But I just imagine somebody like before this tournament starts, like Houdini's first magic kit, and he's like trying to like perfect sleight of hand so he can like slip stuff in there. Perfect sleight of hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or he's like, you know, Abracadabra, my hand now has a heel, so I can G guard or whatever. That's true. <laughs> um, so, uh, I guess, uh, do, do any other things we want to talk about for the event itself before we go into our personal experiences of, like, round by round here? Or, uh, I mean, Peter's how was, like, the quality of your opponents? Were, was mm. everyone, like, generally pretty nice and polite? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, were, they were all real nice. Uh, I, I would try and, like, before the judges showed up to be like, you can start, I would ask them, like, where are you calling from? Who have you played so far? How's it going for you? That kind of thing. The thing you do at another event. Yeah. yeah. But but sometimes people are just like, I gotta get my game face on. I'm not talking to you at all. And you're like, <laughs> relax. <laughs> I gotta stand you're, with play, the you're playing for Alfred King of Knights, chill. <laughs> <laughs> you will have your blaster blade. Yeah. Was it like that in the top eight? Um, no. I think for me overall, like the whole experience, everybody was nice. I I noticed a lot of people wanted to chit chat, even if it was small talk too. I was like, oh well, it seemed like a lot of people were craving that connection with people, and 
even at the event. Sometimes, like, we don't even think about it sometimes. Like, you know, we go and play at events, but sometimes it's nice to also, like, talk about certain things. Like, some one of the things that I, I was talking to people, it's like, like, yeah, I survived um, round one with Markumo. They did their no doubt turn. They dropped Ho-Am on me and everything, so I was pretty much gone, but then the over-trigger, you know, resolved on my fifth, sixth damage, and I lived, and then I came back and actually won that, so... Have you seen any over triggers resolve in your end? You know, and so people were just talking about that. So it's one of those hot topics mm-hmm. that people are talking about. Oh yeah, whether I won or lost, I would always say over triggers are dumb, and then literally everyone was like, "Yeah, they are." I'm like, <laughs> so, and even in top eight, we were all courteous. To like, one of the things that I appreciate from everybody in top eight, it's like, hey, if you need to take some time on on doing a play, that that's fine, you know, and. If you need me to clarify a skill or even show you the card as close as possible to the camera, just let me know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, thank you. I mean, I'll, I'll do the same thing. So if you have any questions, I'll do my best to make sure that I say the skills or ask if you need to clarify on some things with my deck too. So it was very polite, very nice, and very um, open, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It was like a, we're, we're all unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt after being stuck in a bunker for 20 years. We're like... Oh my like, god, human interaction! <laughs> basically, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to think of, like, if anything else, like, um, occasionally someone would be like, hey, w- uh, what does that card do? And you gotta be like, okay, this does this, this does this, yeah. uh, this one can attack from back row now, etc. Um, I had somebody ask me, like, I thought Gojo was GB1. I'm like, actually, no, it just requires the Fenrir name. They're like, huh. <laughs> you know yeah and like show it to the camera they're like oh okay yeah and that's it yeah and i told them like if you need a time to look it up go ahead yeah. on your phone yeah you know? um or like i i started calling my cards their nicknames that i have for them instead of the actual <laughs> name because <laughs> like by round four i was like all right i'm sick of going all right Karis, geonosla i was just like bulbasaur and glow nipples that's what it is now <laughs> <laughs> it's accurate what do you want from me i hate it so much what the, the nickname or the actual card yes i'm pretty sure the nickname so, i don't know he, he gets frustrated with me easily but we love each other so uh i guess uh do we want to like ramp up to jaime or do we want to start with jaime because uh, he has the most interesting um trajectory yeah. here I guess we can ramp up because I probably have the least interesting trajectory because I dropped the fastest out of all of us. Well then, kick us off, Ripgear. Yeah, so I only did five of the eight rounds, but both because I was X3 at that point and also just tired and didn't feel like playing all that much anymore. Mm-hmm. Or so. Uh, my first round was against Orphist. It was not the greatest round ever. Uh... I had a really bad opening hand. It was half triggers and a couple of grade ones. I never persona rode. I don't think I ever drew Lapisto either. Like, I had lost the game with all my counter blasts open, which shouldn't be happening if my deck was actually doing what I wanted it to. So, I feel like the game against Orphist was winnable if I had actually gotten all of the cards I wanted, but... I also don't want to be that guy who's like, eh, I could have won if I drew better. So, right. I'm going to say that the game was winnable. I'm not going to say I would have won. So I feel, I, I feel like the, the phrase would have won has to be said like this. I would have won. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I don't want to be that guy. So I'm going to say I think the matchup was winnable. I just didn't have a very good op- 
or I just didn't have good luck that one. Mm -hmm. So I lost that round. And then second match was against Zorga, where in the exact opposite fashion, I checked every trigger in my deck. uh, I over-triggered first on my first ride, which kind of sucked, but at least I had a column, a rear guard column to take advantage of it. And then, yeah, I just kept, like, critting him every round. I would keep te- top-decking all of my Hexa orbs. I swear I wasn't cheating. Well, after you Persona right, it's pretty hard to not crit them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, top-decking my Persona ride every turn. Well, that's called skill, actually. <laughs> yeah, I just totally outskilled that Zorga player. Yeah, and then, yeah. I think third round was a Hexa orb mirror. I... It was a combination of, like, my opening was worse than his. He was able to call more stuff to rush early, but also I misplayed partway through. I forgot to use, to attack with Lepisto first mm-hmm. when I knew I had triggers on top of my deck. So, yeah, I misplayed that game and a little bit of bad luck in the end where I didn't get any triggers and couldn't Persona ride on my last turn. So that was a close game. Could have gone either way, but I think combination of my opponent had a better early rush than me because of just the way our decks were built and me forgetting to use Lepisto early on. I lost that one. Mm. And Lepisto's then, the restander, right? Yes. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so I just forgot to use her during my first ride when I had <laughs> triggers. Yeah, excuse me. I'm just... I, I sometimes forget which card is which. Yeah, uh, no problem. Because <laughs> Vanguard names are really silly. <laughs> yeah. Or and it, then... It, It'll just yeah. be like, uh, yeah, Matt. Like, I know, who the fuck is Matt? <laughs> I know all the great threes that that like I play in Bastion, but uh, like Fasado, Alden, Refluke. No yeah. idea what the angel's name is. Don't worry, I play Bastion. And I don't know what the angel's name is. It is <laughs> Kokabia. Apparently, don't get me started. Don't get me started on Nubatama cards. Oh god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Mer- oh, yeah. You try. Making the deck list for that? Oh my gosh, it takes yeah. a long time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, typing out the deck. <laughs> At least we could type the deck list this time. Yeah. And then fifth, uh, fourth round was against uh, Bruce, and once again I outskilled my, my opponent by getting two crits and an over trigger on my Persona ride turn. Yeah. I see. <laughs> and and then uh, round five was against Eugene, where I got outskilled because you played the one you played the one Eugene player. You did it. Yeah, different fights feet. <laughs> that was actually his Discord name. Oh my god, um, I'm aware. <laughs> Wait, you said it was different fight or somebody? No, no, it was, it was different fights feet. Different fights feet. That's what he named. Oh, okay. It, it's secretly yeah. Quentin Tarantino who took up Vanguard, and he's like, "Yeah, that's it." <laughs> Which is very weird to me. He attacked me with Eugene, boosted by Tribash, so I had the crit, and then he double crit me. Ugh. The game didn't end Holy there, crap. but the game ended there. Yes. So, take your, quad your death nail was Eugene? Yes. Oh my god! I got outskilled. You know, ultimately, that makes sense. <laughs> that would happen to him, you know? So, Although... I do think that that guy was legitimately just good at playing the game too. Oh, that's good. So I so you're not kidding when you say outskilled like he was good at the like, game. Th- yeah, I think he like the way he played was actually skilled but also like four crit attack. I I remember 
uh, that got. Uh, I remember Difference Fight Feet making a play on camera. So he was uh, on stream at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he made a play where he was against Bastion. Yeah. And Bastion had Alden, Fasado in front row. And the this was against the Bastion player who called the Bastion behind Vanguard. Mm. With yeah. off Alden. So it called Fasado, called Alden, CB2, Soulblast 1, called um, ba- the Bastion Great 3 behind Vanguard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is a misplay because you can just call and call Fasado. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and, uh, I, and then the Eugene player on his next turn rested two units for Eugene. Yeah. So, right. and then retired the Bastion behind a Vanguard. Okay. Yeah, that is like. Which is your... like. Why? Just kill the Alden. Yeah. Right? The deck, it's the best attacker in the deck by a lot. And kind of advantage engine, sort of. Mm-hmm. Like, it's well, very I mean, important. Well, advantage is on play, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. Oh. But, like, you still kill it because it's a 20k attacker at minimum. Mm-hmm. Or 22 because of a Bastion. No, I'm counting that. It gets oh, okay. Up. Oh, right, right. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, I was just like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, he played well against me, but I don't know that I'm the highest bar for this kind of thing. Oh, have faith in yourself. You're great. You got it, Alvin. Yeah. I also wanted to say with Eugene, like, I don't know why it is. Oh, well, I kind of know why it is, but I feel like Eugene gets a lot of flack, and it kind of reminds me of um, Nickelback in real life. Uh, where it Eugene, just gets a lot of Nick- the Nickelback of Vander. I- I'm tweeting. Yeah, that's, that's basically, yeah. I even told that in TIE Fighter um, yeah. on a stream once, too. But um, I don't know. Maybe the deck just needs a little more support, and it'll be, like, bonkers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the the, the poor guy just has, like, lackluster rear guards to work with, but I feel like it's not a bad card in and of itself. It, mm-hmm. it, it'll mm-hmm. just, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, then I dropped after that, so that was my game. I do appreciate just seeing, like, a good variety of deck, just because, like, half the decks in the tournament were fucking Bastions, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't see any of the Bastions and got to play... That's all, good. ...all the more, like, obscure decks was nice. Well, that's lucky for you, because I did, so... Uh, <laughs> um, when you say half the decks in the tournament were Bastion, it, like, we're literally going to have that come true here. So, uh, I brought Magnolia to the tournament, as you saw by our YouTube channel, um... And uh, I played first round a mirror match against uh, Magnolia. And the whole game I was getting my ass kicked because the guy knew how to play against his own deck and I did not. Um, oh. And I got an over trigger on my fifth damage, which both ended his uh, Persona Ride turn, like, off the yeah. first damage. So, like, it just shut him down completely. And then allowed me to uh, come back the next turn and kill him, which means I did not deserve that win. Right. (laughs) Um, Skilled. Yeah. So, uh, like, after that, I was like, over triggers are dumb. And I was wearing my Nexus at Nightshirt. And I was like, hey, check it out. And then uh, he (laughs) gave me the stink eye like I deserved. And uh, that was it. Um, Round two, I got matched up against Bastion. I was like, oh, okay. So I'm probably going to run into this a lot. And then the god of foreshadowing was like, bitch, you don't know the half of it. Um,. So I got put up against Bastion, and I knew how to play against Bastion from playing against my friend Edwin, and that is damage deny them, like, by giving them just a little bit at a time, and kill Alden immediately, which I did, and uh, I won that, 
and that felt deserved for once. Good. Yeah. Uh, whoops. So, did that, and then um, he never attacked my rear guards at all. So that just interesting decision. Yeah. He was that confident. <laughs> he was like that confident, and I was like, okay, so like. Or, like early in that game where I put him to like you know one damage at a time, so he was like forced to make awkward decisions. And then by the time he was at three, that was on my persona right turn. I was like, I got this. He's got three cards in hand. So <laughs> uh, killed him from there. So round three. This one was also against Bastion, which I did the same strategy for. Uh, but this guy knew how to play against that, so he would only call one rear guard at a time until he was confident he could end me. So this was just like a long grinding matchup where I actually saved my persona ride for a turn because I didn't think I was going to end him there. Um, and then uh, there was a part where I soul blasted a Magnolia out with a spiritual body condensation, called it back, and then used ghost chase to bounce it to hand and rewrite it next turn. Um, oh, nice. That's how long this was going, where I had the time to do that. Uh, and then eventually I got the win on him. Neither of us pulled an over-trigger on that. Um, that just sounds like a legitimately good game. Yeah, it was It was a re- real good game. I, I appreciate the opponent there. Um, round four, uh, I went against uh, Bastion again, and I was like, I am so sick of this! <laughs> Uh, I took two Magnolias as damage early on, and I was like, this is not going well. Um, <laughs> and he just did two Persona rides in a row and just punched my teeth in. I didn't really have much recourse against that. I Oof. think that's a problem for Magnolia, is that if you don't Persona ride, you got problems. Yeah, yep. um, I agree. At least in the case of, like, if, you know, you, you, you know, they... Get him in damage. You heal him. You call him back. You, you know, bounce it with ghost. Like you, you have recourse in that case. But these were just stuck in my damage zone for the whole game. I had, I got no heals. Uh, I drew over trigger into hand, so I had a guard with it. But that was it. The only time I actually took an over trigger as damage or on drive was in literally the first round. Sag. Yep. Uh, let's see. Round five, I went up against Bruce. Uh, once again, neither of us, uh, got over-triggers at all. I just never got mine, and he soul-charged his. Um, this one went pretty well for me, except in his, like, push turn, I was gonna be able to survive it, but I discarded glow nipples for my PG instead of discarding a PG for PG. The next turn, on my Persona ride, I, uh, was like, okay, I'm gonna die this turn, I might as well just drop my hand. And I called a PG in the back so I could give it power to attack with, and uh, he took a trigger Realize on damage. Realize your mistake. I did. I should have ke- should have discarded the PG, kept glow nipples, and used glow nipples. Um, so that made it so that he didn't have to expend as much to guard with, and then he just killed me next turn. So that was completely my fault. Um, and then round six was against uh, Nirvana. Uh, it was going real well for me, and then she double crit me on a two to pass with uh, crits and took me from four to six. So, uh, she said if I had survived that turn, I would have killed her, and I was like, "Great, thanks. Enjoy the rest of the tournament. Bye." Like, <laughs> like I, I was trying to be like as nice as possible. Like that's just how the game works. But just you could have salted an entire diner's worth of eggs with the amount of salt in my body at that point. 
I'm uh, sure that's how your first round opponent felt. Yeah, I'm sure he did too. And like, <laughs> he at least stayed and talked for a second before he left. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I was like, overchargers are dumb. He's like, yeah, I know. I was like, I literally want them banned. He's like, yeah, me too. I'm like, you have a better reason to. <laughs> 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 oh my god matt what did you do during spring fest <laughs> oh let's see last weekend i was watching a lot of the premium stuff hanging out with uh discord hang just hanging out chatting it up watching uh lots of new a dio do new a dio things mm -hmm. watching over triggers completely swing games of premium that otherwise could not be swung yep um Trying to figure out what some Pale Moons players' cards were <laughs> because of their camera. Not not De not Derek Dow, just some different one. And we were like, we don't know what it is. Yeah, face the other Pale Moon player. His camera could have been a little bit better, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then this past weekend, I watched more League of Legends than Vanguard, honestly. <laughs> At least but, he's uh, honest with himself. Well, so Did you play I, it all? I, no, I didn't play it all. Oh, I, I, didn't, so I didn't want to actually. You were just watching. Okay. Yeah, it. I was just watching. I don't have a good uh, setup, so I didn't want to enter and be annoying about it. Gotcha. So, because my yeah, my, my situation is not conducive to uh, uh, Vanguard in that respect at the current moment, and I was hoping to get it better, but I, my lighting's really bad, so everything looks like trash. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that that was and also like, fun. Where, where so you would match up with someone, and they have like just a, like a desk lamp pointed at them, and it's just glare for days. You're like, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't I didn't want to cause more problems, so I just was like, you know what, <laughs> whatever. I almost want to pick up like a cheap DSLR camera for streaming purposes, but seems a bit excessive for what we're doing at the moment. Yeah, perhaps one day. Patreon.com/slash Nexus. <clears throat> Um, <laughs> so, uh, Commander Jaime, what's, uh, tell, tell us your round-by-round round experience, if you can remember. Yeah, definitely. You know, for me, I entered the premium version of the tournament events, mm -hmm. so that was actually structured to be seven rounds of Swiss with <laughs> top eight. Like I mentioned, the rounds are 30-35 minutes with 10 minutes over time. So the first round, I already kind of alluded to it. I was actually facing Morokumo Nuodao, and so she went first, I believe. Yeah, she went first, I believe, and then she dropped Hoam on turn one, and I'm like, well, it's not going to be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and with my grade ones, I'm able to like hit under because I have like cards like Gelja and then the 6K PGs. Yeah. But once I get to my grade twos, they're all 10K base. So I'm going to give them a, a counterblast no matter what, and that's what happened, and then... She went into her new dial turn. Everything was well executed. Um, she attacked with the Vanguard. Uh, she dealt me two damage because she had the the dinosaur card that goes into Soul to give an extra crit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, this is going to be like super hurting. But then my fifth damage was the uh, over trigger. And so that put me at 100 million. And then it healed, obviously. And I drew, and then um, I drew a card. But um, she couldn't do anything else after that, you know? And so she pretty much attacked my regards. I think I had a regard or two left. Um, and then literally it was my turn. And for me, for those who don't know, Fredmir has like the abuse of Taro and then making cards like Gleipnir very big enough that you'll have a restander beater on a force two marker. And so yep. you only really need to connect like a couple times and you pretty much deal your opponent six damage. 
So with my deck, it was just get Glitner big enough, maybe 40, 50, 60, 70k, and then hit crit 2, crit 3, and then just win like that. Because most decks, early enough in the game, don't have enough shield to stop all that. And if you can still charge enough Tyros and Gouchers to get there, that helps with that. So a lot of my build is to stabilize for that, and a lot of soul charging cards immediately, like crew, high T, and many others. So that's what I did, and I actually won that round that way. So nice. Going into the second one, um, I actually faced uh, Asha, and they had a board set up on the Grade Three turn. They went first, so they had the Vanguard Crit Three, and then their um, not Vision token, their Asha token, Crit Three as well. But I was able to have like a PG or two, so I went to five or something like that. And then I guarded the other one, and so I lived. And then the next turn, I rode up to grade three and then did the exact same thing and, and won. Uh, their hand was kind of small after that, and I think they had some grade threes, so they couldn't really stop it. And um, the third round was pretty interesting. I was facing against Blaus, Nova Grapplers, and the guy told me that he accidentally put his V premium, uh, v premium list, <laughs> so he didn't have a G zone. Oh. And yet he made it to round three. <laughs> that's <laughs> impressive. <laughs> yeah, I even told him that's impressive. And so he went first, which is good for Blouse. Yeah. Um, and he he did a restand turn and everything, but it wasn't as great. And then I got damage triggers. Um, I damage check triggers, so that made it a lot easier to guard with and live. And then next turn, I rode up to grade three and did the exact same thing and won. Mm. Um, he didn't know about the Gleipnir loop either. He told me, like, wow, I didn't know that existed. I'm like, yeah, um, it's a thing. And then round four was against Royal Paladin, and it was Sanctuary Guard Dragon, but I didn't really know. But I kind of knew with the, the support cards that he was playing early on because he didn't get to grade three. I went first, and so going first in Fenrir is, like, the ideal thing because <laughs> once you get to grade three, you can still do your thing while they're yep. at grade two, mm-hmm. and they can't even G-guard. yeah. Just strive all your opponents on grade two, and then well, spam Gleipnir. Yep. Love being able to search the Zon. Oh yeah, yeah. But he gave me <laughs> counterblast, so I didn't have to search for the Zon. I was just searching for the remaining pieces, or even so charging more with double crew or triple crew, depending on on the cards I had. And uh, he didn't know about it either, and so he <laughs> went from two to three damage to six that turn, and he's like, "Oh wow!" And so I kind of gave him some advice how to, like, counter it. And one of the things he said is, like, wow, I didn't think I was going to face you, Commander Jaime. And I'm like, oh, you know me. You know, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so my opponents were saying things like, oh, I watch your content. Oh, I've heard of you or something like that. Or yeah. you come on my, my home feed on YouTube. Oh. So with that, with the um, round, um, his turn was a par, and so I went back and actually finished it off for Blouse. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, no, not Blouse. I was on the Royal Paladin one. <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, yeah, and it was pretty cool just to see people like they watch my content and everything. So I was like pretty, pretty humble about it, and I even gave him some advice, you know, moving in forward in the tournament. If I, you know, saw him in top eight, this is how you prevent it, mm-hmm. um, kind of blast a nine, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So going into round five, um, so it was the first time being unfeatured, and I was gonna face my friend Evan for Grand Blue, but he accidentally drew the second card, and. One that up happening, Bushiroad saw that, and so they made us wait about like 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Yeah. Good lord. It, yeah, we didn't even know what was going on, to be honest. We, we thought that the Twitch stream was having technical difficulties or something like that, so we're just chatting. Mm-hmm. Um, and he 
a judge came by and told us that Bushy Road had ruled that he was disqualified for that. Oh my and, god! But for like accidentally drawing a second card. Yeah, the second card. So it was weird. So like you know how you reach for your deck to draw a card. That mm. card slipped his fingers, went yeah. far back enough that he by reflex wants to go grab it, but accidentally grabbed the second card below it as the draw. Oh. Yeah. And Dang so, it. yeah, I think that was a little too harsh, but... Yeah, that seems harsh. That's Especially a... because that's a pretty, like, reversible game state. Uh, well, n- no. So, the... The... It's, it's been a pretty common ruling that whenever you... Add, like, if a card... If a second card touches your hand, where it's, like, indis- it's now indistinguishable from your hand, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, this is so that, like, sleight of hand can't, like, you know, any, any of that nonsense. But, like, basically, like, the idea is that... Mm-hmm. And once a card touches your hand, is indistinguishable. It's a pretty common ruling, actually, for somebody to be disqualified in the, or at least receive a game loss in that in that game state. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only recently that people have been trying to come up with alternative ways so that matches aren't decided by some those kinds of mistakes. Uh, but you know, I think the Vanguard rulings are some somewhat lacking mm-hmm. uh, or somewhat old-fashioned, maybe. Yeah. Well, there's uh, also only it's only uh, that it's best of one, so it's kind of hard to be like game loss in that right. sense. And that's the problem with best of one in general, is right. Like, yeah. um, if somebody receives a game loss, then they are just that's basically just immediate match forfeit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right. I mean, to go with disqualification, then he can't he couldn't play after that, so he was done. So I I didn't want to get too much into it, but that just what happened. Um, yeah, that's you know, and it, it, we were excited to play against each other and everything, so it's Aww. not like. He was cheating on anything on purpose or anything. Though. It was just an accident. Mm-hmm. So, and go, going into round six, um, that's when I started facing Pale Moon. <laughs> oh no! Um, it was the uh, the player. I thought he was playing Alice because he wrote Alice, but apparently he was also playing Harry. And that was another match that was featured for a little bit. That's from what I heard. And we were going back and forth and everything. And then I was able to finish it in the stride game. Mm-hmm. Um. Then I went to round seven. That's when I faced Derek Dow. Uh, we were both undefeated at that point. And uh, he knew what he was doing. I mean, he rode up and pretty much didn't attack, or he would attack under if it made sense. And so he was denying me damage mm-hmm. all the way until the, the stride game, which is fine. And I actually searched the Zarzan when I went to grade three and then popped off still with zero damage regardless to a decent amount just to like weaken his hand. I don't think he was expecting that either. And then after that, he was able to recover, and we went back and forth. And what's really cool with his build is that he uses like the Stereo Pop Dragon to generate Excel circles, and then he uses like the Masquerade Harry to help with that too, to abuse it a second time. Yeah, no, that's super fun as as a combo. Right? Yeah, because you use it to draw cards. Right. right, and so he was able to build his hand during that late game, and I was just like, wow, that's really cool. And so I learned a lot of things from him too, just watching him play Pale Moon, especially mm-hmm. Harry. And then he did uh, have the lovely companion on one turn, and I, I assumed he had it. Uh, so I just played it the best I could, and then he did the lovely companion, and then tricky assistant, and then basically sort of denial Griffin, Mike Glipner. Um, and pretty much after that, I couldn't do anything else, and so I lost that one, but it was a good match. And this is the one thing that I wanted to point out with the benefits of being online. I would have never faced Derek Dow unless we both went to Worlds, because he's in Australia, and I'm in the United States. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool that we get to at least like see and face people that we know from across the world and actually get a chance to play with them too. Yeah. So, and I've always like messaged Derek Dow in a group that I'm in with him, but we never had 
the opportunity just to hop on voice chat or even play again a mm-hmm. game against each other. So that was the first time, and we're like, oh, this is really cool, and and scary at the same time because we both know <laughs> that we're good players. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we went into top eight, and like I said, we waited for a while to get started. And top eight, my first match was against Nubatama Hanzo, which was pretty cool because I'm actually playing that for fun. So I had an idea how to like deal with it. Mm-hmm. But I went first, and he he had faced Fenrir before in the tournament. He told me, he's like, you know what? I'm just not going to give you some damage. Uh, I'm going to basically play conservatively. And that was the one thing that I added to my deck was that, you know, during my grade 2 turn, if I have, like, multiple Ulysses, that's the grade 2 that goes into Saul, draws a card, and then you Soul Church another card, uh, you can be aggro and still maintain advantage and dig deeper into your deck. And so when he didn't give me damage that great two turn, I dropped two of them with boosters. And so three attacks hit. So he went to zero to three damage on my grade two turn while he was at grade one. And then he rode up to grade two, fetched some grade threes, that kind of thing, um, past turn still, and then went back to me to grade three. And one of the the nastiest things is that it kind of lined up everything. When I did the drive check for my Vanguard, I actually drove check Zarzan. (laughs) <laughs> well, <then. laughs> uh, so I had it in hand, and so after that, I search any missing pieces, and then I just resolve Zarzan while he's a great two at two damage, and then I near once or twice, and he's like, I'm going to six, and he showed me his hand, and he had like three or four great threes too, so it didn't help with his situation. Woof. So before he even rolled to great three, I was able to end that, and then um, top four was interesting too because I faced Derek Dow again. <laughs> he got yeah. he must rode. Uh, he tried to G assist first. He missed, and he ended up writing the tricky assistant, I believe. And um, it he, he was trying to recover basically, but I was still cautious because I didn't want to underestimate him, even though he wasn't in a good situation. I felt like he was a great player that he can like come back from it and actually still win. So I had to be very you know conscientious of that. And. We went back and forth, but ultimately I was able to win because I had that advantage too. Um, and lovely companion doesn't work unless you had a Harry Vanguard too, so yeah. that was a benefit. And um, that was, I don't know if it was that round or the prior round where they told him to make sure he have his hands too also in camera view. So we were pretty much making sure we're on that. Um, and then the finals, I was facing a guy named Chad. He also played Marakumo. He actually <laughs> also opened up with home but i went first so i felt like i had the advantage the only problem that i didn't have was the fenrir and so when i got to my grade oh. three turn i had a miss right into vanagander and so the oh. whole game i was in vanagander and i was just trying to make things work and he did a new dial turn as well and so i had to figure out how to live that and i think i had like two or three pgs with one or two heals to survive that like it's amazing how much you need to survive that and and I didn't have a hand or a decent hand size after that. And then I still had to make things work. And then it got to the point where I went on an Amaruda, mm-hmm. make late near crit 2 or crit 3 because it was a force 2 marker. Um, or no. No, it was crit 2. Because the force 2 marker, I put it on Vanguard because I misrode. And so when I did Revelation, I found that I had a crit on top. And I'm like, I'm going to leave that on top and then just attack with uh, Amaruda. And he was able to guard the Vanguard. But the put the crit and trigger onto Gleipnir, and that's the one that connected. And he went to 3-6, to six, but I knew he, he had two heals in hand. He had one in drop, but he still had one heal and one over trigger in deck, so I had to 
feeling that he was going to hit one at least, though. But that's all I can do, so I went for that play, and then six damage, he hit a heal. And so, yeah, after that, I, I kind of just died. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's unfortunate. But overall, it was a good experience, and I got second place overall again. And, you know, I mentioned in one of my other videos about my experiences that I haven't played in a high-level tournament for almost three years now. Mm-hmm. And so me coming back to the game and actually getting adjusted and, you know, knowing that I still know how to win or top at events, that was merely my my feeling that going into it, like, I know I can still do it again. You know, if I could do it once, I could do it again. I just need to take this one game at a time and go from there, and it really served me well. So I'm really happy about that, too, how it turned out. Well, congratulations. You, you, you definitely deserved uh, to get that win and get second place and especially because this is likely the only one they're doing from home you get to say i got second place in a tournament from people all across the world in my pajamas or shorts in your case that shows true yeah that's pretty cool to say yeah um and uh is there anything you learn from this experience otherwise that you are going to take into the future of your uh vanguarding career i think uh, one of the things is that, um, you know, we all have life, and so only so many events we can play and enter. This one was a, it just worked out for me. But moving forward, I know that I want to still do content creation and still help other players out with mm-hmm. my deck profiles and insights and things of that nature. That's just how I am, and I like to share that. And at the same time, I like to do the interview articles too. So, like, right now, I already published Maxine Solom's. Um, article about mm-hmm. how he topped and then I'm also working on Derek Dow's and a couple other people that topped too so being able to share content like that for people especially for the competitive scene I feel is very valuable because I would find that myself valuable and so it's just me kind of giving back to the community in that respect and if I do get to play again in events then I'll just you know play again and do my best to top 8 again well said yeah. um, Rupir was do you think there was anything we learned from this <laughs> I mean, I learned some of the flaws in my deck list and flaws with the deck overall. I'm still trying to figure out how to resolve those problems because, like, Hexa Orb is so counterblast heavy. I don't want to get rid of Fasado, but also, like, bricking early hands with all grade 3s was a thing that kept happening. So, you know, just trying to think about, like, what I can do about my deck, what I learned about it. You know, see if I can take some of what I learned and share it to other people through our channel because, you know, this. <laughs> you know, X3, yeah. <laughs> no, not the X3, like, just the channel and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got like, it. actually trying to learn lessons and try to see how I can apply it. Uh, still haven't figured out what deck list I want to use yet, but, you know, it's something to think about. Yeah, um, I learned that most of Magnolia is warm bodies, and uh, although I said that in the before deck profile, and it certainly didn't change for the after, but a lesson I learned from this is hold on to glow nipples like your life depends on it, because it does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, Persona rides are super important, and I hope that as we get more support that it gets uh, ways to recycle those Magnolias, either that or ways to like, buff up your back row attackers or something. Ways to Persona ride consistently, please. Yeah. Either that or, yeah, just that or recycling. Um, It's so bad 
when your deck just does not function unless you Persona Ride. Definitely. Um, which is kind of awkward, because, like, Bastion can function without it, but you guys got hamstrung by it for some reason. Yeah. And same with Zorga. Zorga doesn't give a fuck. They're just like, I'm doing my <laughs> own thing. Uh, Persona Rides, yeah, helpful, but whatever. Um, I like Persona Riding and Zorga only because then you can, uh, the uh, Grief Despair Rejection, instead of, like, just front-rowing it or whatever, you can do it in, like, an where shape. one column gets two of them. Yeah. Yep. And then you can just make up a gigantic column. Yeah. Yes. So you easily sense. hit 33k and up, too, as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I I like Persona Riding and Zorga a lot. Although my problem with Zorga is uh, finding not crap orders at useful times. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I just find, like, three condensation. I'm like, what do I do with this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> use them three times in a row. Yeah. Well, because you can only use one per turn, right? So you gotta... Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. If you right. have no other order, it's like... That's and so like, true. You're calling yeah, you, the you Sunflower Girl? Like, yeah. just milling? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and then just desperately, like... Uh, Alka Magic King, but oh wait, you can't Alka Magic two condensate. Yeah, just yeah, playing like, your condensation yeah, and just like hoping something happens. What'd you Let say? Soul Blast two, call two plus five. Yeah. Sure no, I was just saying, like I don't know, it's, it just sucks when you have the same order in the drop and in your hand, and just like you can't use Alka Magic. So yeah, Rip. I like Zorga. I just uh, yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying Zorga, but man, trying to make decisions on like orders and crap is hard. Sometimes some practice. I updated the fork. I was playing three originally of Sunflower, and then I'm like, no, no, I need four. Yeah, definitely. You see, want to I, see her early. It's hard actually every game. Yes, yeah, yeah, I, I When I ordered all my Ocean Man cards, I only ordered three on accident. I don't know. I may, It might have just been that the seller I was getting it from only had the three, and I yeah, didn't think to get a fourth one. Wait, do you, need a, do you need a fourth one? Do you want me to mail it to you? Or? Like, sure, I guess. Yeah. I, I recommend it. I know, I know where you live. It's like a buck. I just. I'm sorry. What was that? That was really creepy. What? I know where you live. Oh. Yeah. Are there any other things? He knows yeah, where I, I live. That's cool. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Thank you for the cards, Grandma. Yeah. You're welcome. You're you're, you're welcome, grandson. Anyway, uh, Jaime, thanks for uh, for coming on Nexus at Nights. Um, where can people find you on the interwebs for your stuff? Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks again for having me on the podcast. I always have a good time with you guys. Yeah, of course. Uh, people can find me on YouTube as one who gets crits, Commander Jaime. Uh, you can find me on Twitter too as Jaime Ulysses Alvarez One. Um, I'm sure um, Atlas will put it in the description below. Definitely. I also have my personal log, which is Rogue of the Seven Seas on WordPress, and then we I'm also part of Force of the Ocean WordPress and also AxisVanguard.com too. So I do a lot of like articles throughout the blogs themselves, and then you could always you know find me on Instagram or Facebook too. So I'm sure he'll put some more of the social media links there too. Yep. So thanks again. All down there, and uh, you can find the show uh, at uh, Nexus at Night on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, if you want to support us, Patreon.com/slash Nexus at Night. Uh, thanks to our ten dollar patrons. Uh... <laughs> Darren, Cole, and Josh. Uh... You know, you get bonus content, whole ass bonus show uh, called Nexus Tangents. Um, and uh, where can they find you guys? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Wiggins 2 gcz You can find me at Plasma Eclipse. Or you can find me at Atlas Novak, Twitter, Instagram, or keep an eye out for my new show called Generation Dan coming out in the next few weeks. And uh, until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. 
And I'm Commander Jaime. And have a good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.